0: Greg Kelly Show.
1: Ah, looking up for Kevin McCarthy, eh? Friday, uh, some people who were voting for others are now voting for him. Two or three. He picked up two or three votes. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, No big deal. Still, did you see my show last night? I told you, man. Everything is uh, being blown way out of proportion yeah, everyone. I talked to somebody today. Oh, this is, they're blowing their opportunity. They, they are not, they've lost all authority at this point. I really don't think that's the case. Look, they weren't going to get that much done anyway. I was, the wind left my sails on the Republicans, uh, in November. All right. When we did so miserably in the midterms. So I, I just, um, you know, kind of, um, uh, Kind of whatever. You know, the fake news, what do they say? This is still chaos. No, it's not. It looks very, very orderly. Does it really? You turn on the TV right now. There's a woman there taking attendance, is what it looks like. Does it sound like Cut 25 at all? I don't know. Does it sound like this?
2: Happening now, breaking news. We're following chaos. At the U.S. Capitol. It
3: is the story tonight. The chaos in the Capitol. Our adversaries around the world are watching this chaos and
0: instability. At
4: this hour, chaos in the Capitol and nothing but questions about really what is going to happen next.
1: It's chaos. Uh, it's dysfunction. Uh, quite honestly, it's a clown show. A clown show. Uh, chaos. Dysfunction. Sounds. you got to give these people something to talk about. Most of them don't have anything to say. I mean, so they need to hype things. They need to fill these dumb shows, you know, and they they don't have anything to say. So you get guests to say stuff for them. And most guests, most people have agendas and they want to create conflict and they want to score points and they want power. They want money. Now, let me hear about the let me hear the chaos, please. One more time. This is the chaos they're talking about. Cut 26.
5: Nadler. Jeffries. Jeffries. Napolitano, Jeffries, Neil Jeffries, mm. the Goose, Jeffries, Nels, <laughs> All
1: right, you see, it's not chaos. That's not chaos. That's that's gym class. That doesn't sound like gym class a little bit. Uh, what else? Uh, it's a this is uh, chaotic and it's uh, oh it really takes tr- this means trump is finished right cut 27
0: it turns out having trump is no longer enough trump is not enough this is something that trump has brought about you know this
1: is something that makes trump look very very bad
5: they've now turned on donald trump their leader maga yeah. has
1: turned on trump which is extraordinary remember donald trump created these people mm. but now they're like the <laughs> they're like the robots in terminator becoming self aware and then taking over <laughs> Uh, Trump is not breaking a sweat for Kevin McCarthy. He would know how to get Kevin McCarthy across the finish line if he really wanted them uh, as speaker. If it really mattered all that much. Again, I admire Trump for uh, even getting involved at all. Most ex-presidents, what do they do? They go off to some uh, some compound somewhere, Kenny Bunkport, ride motorboats for the rest of their life, and uh, they they leave. Especially one-term presidents. George H. W. Bush left, and so, he was such a ugh, he was so bitter, and went off. And though he did make friends with Bill Clinton later on, because that's the gentlemanly thing to do, um, but he didn't care. He didn't do anything for the country, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I know he was on this commission, he was on that board, he commemorated such and such date. George H. W. Bush was in it for, like most of them are in it for. The perks, the power, the status, the prestige, especially if you went to Yale and Harvard and all those places, what else do you do? How do you out-status that? Make a splash in politics. It's not about getting anything done for anybody. And that's where Donald Trump broke the mold, didn't he? All right, so as this thing goes on, and it's going on right now, this is like, what is this, the the 12th go-around or something like that? I mean, I'm sorry, but a speaker is supposed to be good at counting votes. i I, That's one of the things they're supposed to do ahead of time, ahead of the vote. You don't bring things to the floor until you know how it's going to go. It's not happening this way. So is all of this really, what do they like to say now, bad for the country, cut twenty-eight. The power's been pushed to the extremes. It's unrepresentative of the republic at large. And that's the thing. This isn't just bad for the Republican Party. This is bad
0: for the republic.
5: This chaos in the Republican Party is bad for the country.
1: As long as this spectacle is going on, the Democrats probably figure it from a political standpoint, this is good for them. It's bad for the country. It's fine for the country. Look outside. The country's functioning fine. The con- you know what's bad for the country? Um, no border. <laughs> That's really bad for the country. And the Democrats have been totally uh, immune to that pressure, right? Hey, I just thought of something. I'm looking at January 6th footage, right? Two years ago today, January 6th. The worst thing that ever happened, right? It's, um, gosh, what a crime. The exploitation of that day. The incompetence of that day. And I think the, uh, the setup, the scam of that day, you saw the footage. Do you watch? Oh, by the way, I should point out that uh, Byron Donalds called me last night. He couldn't come on the show because they were still negotiating, and they were. They were all behind the – they were all still talking it out. But um, all right, maybe we'll get them on tonight or later. So you saw the cops being let, – letting people in. You saw Ashley Babbitt being shot. Uh you saw FBI Director Chris Ray squirm, shake, get all nervous when he was pressed. Were there FBI agents in that mob? And he wouldn't say yes or no. Remember that? This was some sort of weird deep state setup. Absolutely something was going on. Oh, by the way, Antifa was there. Uh, for a while, it was like illegal to say Antifa might have had a role. They were there. I actually went back. I've watched all the testimony now. I watched that, read the whole stupid January 6th report. Antifa was there. And if you look in the fine print, even the government admits that Antifa was p- present. And I think Antifa was facilitating, maybe with their friends in the FBI. Who knows? We don't know yet. Now, if you want to really envy the Democrats and the discipline they have, 212 Democrats voting uh, for the same guy, all 212 voting for Hakeem Jeffries, that's great. Democrat, uh, Republicans are a little bit all over the place right now. Think of the pressure Republicans have been under over the past seven years, right? Every moment of every day, the media is out to destroy them. Democrats, of course, are out to destroy them. And a lot of Republicans are out to destroy Republicans. Remember the Lincoln Project? That's still out there, right, in some way, shape, or form? That was a bunch of Republicans. A bunch of George Bush, John McCain, Mitt Romney Republicans. And they raised millions upon millions of dollars. And they hit the airwaves, and they played all kinds of dirty tricks. Imagine this. You know who Glenn Youngkin is, the new governor of uh, Virginia? Seems like a nice guy. He's obviously no white supremacist. You know what a group of Republicans did? They paid a group of guys to go there and impose as Yunkin supporters who are white supremacists. The Republicans did that. So if they're not all voting in unison right now, just remember what they went through. Here's Steve Schmidt. This was John McCain's right-hand man. This is the guy who started the Lincoln Project. And here he is taking a great pride in sabotaging Donald Trump's White House. Cut 30, please.
0: Yes, psychological profile of Donald Trump. We had psychological profiles of Donald Trump's team. We analyzed the organization. We understood the fissures in it. We knew where the facts and we did everything we could to antagonize him, to destabilize him. We did everything we could to cause chaos within his organization. We take some pride because I think that we're one of the first groups that really hurt him over the last five years politically by turning and attacking him.
1: It's pretty wild to hear him say it out loud, and he's proud of it. He's proud of it. That's Steve Schmidt. Got a picture of him right next to uh, John McCain. They're absolutely proud of it, what they did. And that White House, that was our White House. It's not a Republican White House. That's a white, that's the people's white, and that guy sabotaged it on purpose. On purpose. Did it on purpose with lots and lots of money. Lots and lots of, uh, very powerful people. The other thing I want to point out regarding, um, the, uh, what do you want to call it? Paralysis, uh, uh jockeying for position, for power. It's no big deal. Who remembers in the 1990s Newt Gingrich? Uh, what, what? Why did he have to step down? It wasn't an affair. It was something in his personal life. I really like Newt Gingrich. I think he's fantastic. But he had to resign, and then they picked some other guy, and he had to resign for the same thing. And then they, they gave it to Denny Hastert. Listen to this. Three speakers in a row, basically, cut 31.
0: Marianne and I are... I think very happy with the decision. We think it was best for the House Republican Party. We're looking into all the details and all the legalities of of what it would uh, mean uh, to resign and under what circumstances they could have uh, a special election. I was prepared to lead our narrow majority as Speaker, and I believe I had it in me to do a fine job. I will not stand for Speaker of the House on Ju- January 6th. You will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which you are about to enter. So help you God. I do.
1: That was Denny Hastert becoming the Speaker. There were like three guys in about th- four days who <laughs> were the Speaker. Uh, What's-his-name had to resign, New Gingrich, then they picked another guy. He couldn't even get the job, and then it was Denny Hastert. Oh, by the way, Denny Hastert was arrested and sent to federal prison uh, about mm, 20 years later. Did you know that? You didn't know that? So get this. Um, it's a pretty sordid story. Denny Hastert was a wrestling coach and a gym teacher before he went into state politics in Illinois. And, um, you know, he's like a, basically your neighbor who goes into politics, does well, then becomes a congressman. You heard they got rid of three, two guys in a row. They needed somebody. Denny Hastert was sitting there. Okay, it's your turn. Well, Danny Hastert, for a long time, was paying off a couple of kids to keep their mouths shut because he felt them up and molested them when they were kids. He was the teacher. They were the students, and he felt them up and molested, touched them, did all kinds of committed crimes. And he had to uh, ultimately, was he, I don't know if he, he was convicted of something, and he went to jail. And it was really shocking because uh, Denny Hastert is like about as, you know, ordinary-looking guy as you've ever seen. You've seen a million of these guys. You know what I mean? He's kind of a, you know, he's, he's a 60-something-year-old man who looks 60-something and had those big glasses on. And uh, anyway, then they throw him in jail. And he's wearing the orange jumpsuit. And no, uh, he just looked weird. Obviously, jail does that to you, I'm sure. But he's out of jail now. He's watching TV, I guess, somewhere in Illinois. Sad story. Really for all involved, I remember once Denny Haster was on a call-in show c-span and one of the people that he was paying off calls in the show calls into the show and starts hassling him um, it's one thing I don't have to worry about with the callers okay <laughs> there's a lot to there's a lot you can hang over my head except that I'll be right back
0: Greg Kelly. On 77 WABC, The Greg Kelly Show. What would a John Bolton America look like if you were Commander-in-Chief? I would get in to win the nomination, and I would do it uh, primarily on the basis that we need a much stronger foreign policy. I think Trump's support within the party itself uh, is in terminal decline.
6: What would you say to your critics, who will obviously watch this interview and they will say, "Okay, listen... John, you simply don't have the experience.
0: Well, I wouldn't run as a vanity candidate. Uh, if if I didn't think I could run seriously, then, then I wouldn't get in the race.
1: <laughs> well, since that interview, we got in the race. John Bolton, former National Security Advisor to um, President Trump. And, oh, by the way, George W. Bush. Uh, wait a second. He is running or is he not running? Okay, he's still, okay, he's he's playing with us, he's playing with us. Uh, I would get in, okay. John Bolton is the weird-looking guy with that stupid mustache who um, talked up everybody into invading Iraq. Yep, all right, he has absolutely no business running for president, being president. I mean, you can run for president. I mean, you don't have to, anybody can run for president. Just ask Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, um, Dennis Kucinich. Eric Swalwell, William Weld, it's fun to run for president. Hey, I wasn't going to bring it up because nobody loves Rudy Giuliani more than me, but we're covering it as a station, and I guess Rudy was on with Sid this morning. All right, so is Rudy being – this is this is a frivolous lawsuit from some woman who used to work for him, who I think I spotted once or twice, and she definitely seemed um, – well, I don't want to get sued here, but she definitely seemed – <laughs> well, let me put it to you this way. I would have fired her too. Okay? Uh, do we have those uh, comments? Where R- Rudy's talking to Sid and says it's not, this is fake, this is a fake lawsuit, frivolous lawsuit. Rudy Giuliani, of course, you have my complete and total support. Anything I can do, you think of what this guy has been through for this country. And yes, for this country, he will be vindicated. He will be completely vindicated, not only in this, this this doesn't even need vindication. Everybody knows it's stupid, but he'll be vindicated on the election in 2020. I do believe, you know, I guess they're doing some sort of nasty story on him on CNN, a little documentary and, um, you know, trying to make him look like a, a madman and all that. You got to remember this about Rudy. He had the weight of of the world on his shoulders in in 2018, 2019, and 2020. He was doing things by himself that the entire media universe should have been engaged in, should have been researching. You realize, look at ABC News, NBC News, CBS News. How many investigative reporters do they send to Ukraine? Zero. Actually, I once saw one from ABC for about 10 minutes he was there. But they didn't do any real lifting, heavy lifting when it came to investigating the Bidens. So that was on that was on Giuliani. Most political reporters, by the way, never leave their house. They literally never leave their house. And most of them live in Brooklyn. They're just a bunch of sassy, snarky uh, little jerks. online, very online people, and they just sit there and and tweet and type and tweet and snark and post, and it's all meaningless. They're not doing anything in the real world. Giuliani is a real world kind of guy and an investigator and a lawyer. Went over to Ukraine, and yeah, he found some dirt on the Bidens. This is still okay. You're allowed to do that in America. People think, oh, how could you investigate the Bidens? How could he look for dirt? Well, it's a poli- it's politics, all right? He found a whole lot of them, a whole lot of dirt, They tried to, and they try to kill him over it, and they're still trying to kill him. They won't. He's a hero. Rudy, this too shall pass. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> At January 6th, they said, I heard somebody say today was the worst thing that ever happened since the Civil War. And I see all these lawmakers coming down the steps for a phony baloney ceremony about January 6th. They told the bell. Did they toll a bell for Ashley Babbitt? No. But they told the bell, get this, for the 140 guys injured on January 6th. A moment of silence. I understand a moment of silence when you die. But for for injuries, Uh, sorry. You know, look, I... Obviously, love law enforcement. I come from a law enforcement family. I just wrote a book in support of law enforcement. Did you get it yet? I'd appreciate it, by the way. This is going to this is a very good book. I think you'll enjoy reading it. Number one, um, I address January sixth. I take on race and I defend law enforcement and I reveal Black Lives Matter as the corrupt organization that was formed strictly to bail out Barack Obama because he was in a political jam when it came to support in the black community. So, the book is called Justice for All How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Available wherever books are sold by me, Greg Kelly. And if we sell enough of this book, I can write another one and another one. And I got a lot to say. So, I'm uh, pleased about that. The book tour stuff starts next week. I'm a little bit nervous about that. Never had to do one. Never had to, uh, you know, what, what's entailed by that, but they got this whole little lineup and schedule and itinerary for me. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, a, I got the jitters. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, oh yeah, January sixth and September eleventh. Something happened on September eleventh. Let me hear me out on this, all right? So, there were American men all over the Americans everywhere. We were devastated by what happened, but I think it was actually uniquely difficult if you're a man. And you were, say, in Arizona on that day or North Dakota, just somewhere outside of New York. Just so happens I was in New York by 4 o'clock that afternoon. I was at Church in Cortland Street right there, the World Trade Center. I'm the guy, actually, who started calling that site Ground Zero, Ground Zero. Um, But if you weren't there, I think you might had feelings of like you wanted to do something, but you couldn't. You know, all that action was happening somewhere and you wanted to do something and you couldn't really do much of anything, and I understand that. So what did some of those guys do? Some of the guys with political power who were frustrated, they wanted to do something. I mean, we in New York, we were doing something every single day. You know, we responded by just like our lives were automatically impacted. These guys, not as much, and they wanted to do something. So they invaded the wrong country, Iraq, and a lot of the tough guy machismo. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get the terrorists there. I want to get the terrorists there. Unfortunately, George W. Bush gave him a great big fat head start. Thank you very much. Couldn't find Afghanistan fast enough on a map. Oh yeah, I know. We had to set up uh, search and rescue operations. Get lost. We could have had B two bombers. B-52 bombers pummeling Afghanistan terror camps within six hours of September 11th. You know how long we waited? Six weeks. Why do we wait six weeks? Huh? Why? Anyway, so I see these members of Congress coming down, and you know what? I It clicked. You know why they hype? One of the reasons why they hype January 6th so much, number one, use it as a weapon against Trump try to shame MAGA. but they want to feel like heroes they want to feel like they've been through something like they're veterans of a war or some nonsense like that they're not <laughs> but that's that's how they're that's how they're carrying themselves uh does that make sense let's go to uh the, 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 Eric uh Eric Manhattan
7: Craig, Craig, it's, it's always good to talk to you. Um, now, I, I'm I'm still a registered Democrat, you know, in name only, but I I I love President Trump. You know, I would take a bullet for him. You know, I mean, it's you, me, and my mother are his biggest fans, I think. But um, uh, that said, the Democrats could use some of what the Republicans have because they're a bunch of lemmings. Like this, that's how we got this vote blue, no matter who stuff. Can, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah? Okay. My phone. Um, and that's how we got Biden. So I mean, maybe some happy medium there, you know? Um it's just uh what do you think? More discipline <laughs> I mean,
1: among the Republicans. Is that what you want? I mean well, no, no, no. I mean some well then Democrats
7: could be sane and like not you know, just be like lemmings, but no, I mean I'm sure there had to be a couple of them that, you know, did it for the right reasons to sit on a, a you know, I don't know some kind of oversight there but no yeah i mean like i said i, I support trump and and everything you know so
1: all right eric um, I, I appreciate it. Good what
7: he, he, there has to be, there's got to be a good reason why he supports mccarthy so i you know
1: he doesn't anyway. really support mccarthy he's no, not he's not breaking a sweat for mccarthy I, I he's totally. not he's not i mean he put out a couple of true social statements he's not don't forget mccarthy is a guy who said that trump should resign on January eleventh with nine days left in office, okay I mean nine days left, he said he should resign this is uh this is a nervous guy i i don't I don't see the appeal I really don't uh but i I would prefer a speaker now, and if he's the guy who can get it done, oh, look I don't care. They're, they're gonna get it done one way or the other i I just i I can't I want to delegate certain things. I'm looking at Matt Gates right now. is he getting a little carried away with himself probably hey thanks Eric Christine in Dutchess county.
5: Hi. Hi. I'm happy to be on with you. So I am admittedly um, I was admittedly a uninformed, kind of lazy Democrat until I voted for Trump in 2016. Then I started to research and educate myself. And I am now a Republican, registered Republican, and I voted for Trump twice. I'm just I'm getting fed up now. I'm getting I'm upset by what's going on with this McCarthy thing, because I think we should exercise our right to debate and vote the way we want and bring up issues. And I'm hearing these Republicans in positions of power, like vilifying these 20 holdouts in Congress, like like the Dems did to Trump. Like, I'm just I'm confused. And it just annoying to me and i don't know i don't know what's going on it's getting on
1: my nerves as well but let me ask you something do you think you might be a little bit too close to it i mean there you are researching stuff which is great i mean you're you're really you've rolled up your sleeves you're into this stuff um are you possibly watching it am i watching it a bit too closely you know i mean we got to let these guys do their thing a little every from time to time are we watching it too closely
5: I don't watch anything, actually. I just I listen to the station all day because I, I drive. So I'm in what? my car all day visiting patients. So I'm listening and I'm getting most of my information from, you know, some people I follow on YouTube, um, you know, political analysts. But, you know, I'm hearing little bits and pieces of Republicans being really, really, I don't know, off the chart. About these holdouts, like I don't know what they're getting at. It well, you know, one nice.
1: thing, one, one thing, and it's a fair point. You can say, like, look, there are only twenty people out of two hundred and twenty or so who are not voting for Kevin. Yet they seem to have all the momentum. I mean, that's not the way it should be. Ninety percent of the con- members of Congress, Republican side, are voting for Kevin McCarthy. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you could argue, shouldn't it be a majority? Shouldn't it be, uh, you know, fifty percent? And obviously they got ninety percent. I know they're getting pretty worked up about it. I saw Lauren Bobert on Hannity. Pretty good interview. Lots of lots of give and take there. Uh, people are getting worked up about it. I am, you know, I'm, I'm 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 not as worked up. Partly because I was so depressed after the midterms. I mean, I already went through this. The midterms. i like, like, I knew it wasn't going to be the way I wanted it, the way you wanted it. In January, you know, dominating the Senate and the House. I mean, that's what you need. This is, even if they confirm McCarthy on Tuesday, I don't think we would. It's not going to be any great shakes for the next two years. I'm sorry. Christine, what do you do? You you visit patients? What are you, a nurse? Doctor?
5: I'm a, No, no, no. I'm a physical therapist assistant, and I got laid off and then fired from my job during COVID because nobody was coming into the outpatient clinic. And I started doing home care, and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I love it. I make my own hours. I get to drive around and listen to talk radio and music all day and go in the homes of some really wonderful people.
1: Isn't that great? that
5: was the most positive thing for me with COVID. It changed
1: my job. That's beautiful. Yeah, something positive from something uh, what seemed negative. I love it, Christine. Many, many thanks. Let's do another. Hey, Ralph is in New Jersey. Hi, Ralph.
0: Greg, how are you? Good.
1: Um,
2: I was there on January 6th, and I just can't elaborate anymore. I have video of joking around with the Capitol Police. I have video of Ray Epps. I would never turn it in because I know what would happen. But um, And, by the way, no, no problems on the phone at, at all. But uh, if Ashley Babbitt, I need to flip something around for you. If Ashley Babbitt was black, and please let me go on. And the Capitol Police officer was white, and he shot her. She was a BLM supporter. There would be no Capitol right now, okay? So he admitted the Capitol Police officer that shot her that he knew she was unarmed. To me, I'm sorry, that's murder.
1: I don't know why you uh, acted like I was going to get all offended. I agree with you, Uh, except for the part where he said, he never said, that he knew she was unarmed. He said he did not know whether or not she had a gun or something like that. He, he could not see a gun. He 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 acknowledged that. And, uh, yeah, in my book, uh, that's damn near murder. His name is Lieutenant Michael Byrd, and he ought to be in big trouble. Instead, they gave him a medal, a gold medal. Can you believe that one? Hey, so you were there January 6th. Did you go inside the Capitol? Uh, No, I did not, but I
2: will tell you this Prior to that And people, they could say to me Whatever they want A group of people turned up And that's when the volume turned up And I can tell you from right now They were not Trump supporters I don't care what anybody says They were pretending to be And they were the agitators Bottom line, I don't care what anybody says They can say anything to me elsewise But I'm telling you right now that's what happened, and I ray up, guys. What happened to him? Where is he? Yeah,
1: he actually. How do you think that <laughs> question? It's exactly well, he was questioned, and uh, it's uh, look, the FBI was there, Antifa was there, BLM. You mentioned BLM. BLM was there. BLM was inside the Capitol. BLM. A guy named John Sullivan, a BLM troublemaker, videotaped the death of Ashley Babbitt. He just happened to be at that spot. So, uh, no, listen, I'm uh, I, 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 everything you say tracks. I know this stuff. And, uh, um, look, i got to say, for your own sake, I'm glad you didn't go inside. You step inside that place on January 6th, even if a cop let you in, your life is ruined, right? I mean, what they have done, the over-prosecution of these poor people, it's insane. It's not American. It's not American. And um, that's what we get. That's what we get from this when you let the government get too big. 9.1 million people work for the government. 9.1 million people. If you take out the military, it's 7.8 million. Can you believe that? Hey, last word. So anything else happened on January 6th that we don't know about, that we should know about? What else? No, we lost them. All right. Hey, this is Lauren Boebert, by the way. I think she is amazing. And a lot of people say this should not be happening. Oh, it's a... It's a disgrace. It's a zoo. It's a clown show. I don't think this is a clown show. It doesn't sound like a clown show to me. Cut 33, please.
4: America is tired of rhetoric, and they want results. This isn't chaos. This is a constitutional republic at work. I'm a mom of four boys. I know what chaos and dysfunction looks like. This is actually a really beautiful thing to be here with all of my colleagues debating. Just as the gentleman from Montana said, we have not experienced this in the two years that we have served here in Washington, D.C. This is the most debate that has taken place, and I love it. I love the conversations that are going on, on the floor, in the cloakroom, in the halls. There's nothing extreme. There's nothing unreasonable. We're trying to get this right. We don't govern in fear. We govern for the people, on principle. Don't be afraid to do the right thing.
1: I love her. I love it. I do. Now, look, we got a... (laughs) What did that guy say in Goodfellas... Come on, you got to go back. You, this it is what it is. You got to go home. I can't have this. They're commiserating. I can't have this. You got to go home. So I mean, I, I, at some point, I'm like, it's got to be Kevin, all right? But in the meantime, these people are pretty damn good. This is uh, Matt Rosendale, congressman from Montana. He was on my show the other night. I like these people who just got to Congress, by the way, either this term or last term. They have lives apart from politics, unlike other people we know. Mm, here he is, Congressman Rosendale, uh, cut 32.
8: Change is uncomfortable. We understand that. But it is not unachievable. And we must make change in this broken system. We must. The current leadership that is in place will continue and support the use of earmarks in this body. And that is the golden trail to corruption. The golden trail to corruption. It is a way to buy votes and spread money around this body from places outside of this city that leads to bad legislation, And bad decisions.
1: Not wrong at all. Earmarks, those 4,000-page bills. Kevin McCarthy just flipped six votes. He's got a few more to go, but this is, uh, maybe it's turning around for him. All right, be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC.
9: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit EnergyCitizens.org, paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
0: You're listening to The
1: Greg Kelly Show. Hey, Joe Biden goes to the border on Sunday. Uh, gosh, he probably just should have pretended it wasn't there at all. I don't think this is a good idea for him. He's not going to do anything substantive. What he's been mentioning this week is how do we facilitate more more people coming to America? We don't need that kind of facilitation right now. We need the wall. <laughs> we need more border agents. We don't need more uh, hearings uh, to let... Folks inside. I'm sorry. I don't think so. It's out of control. 14 House GOP uh, Mm -hmm. members flip back to McCarthy. So you heard about the 20. Now we're down to about, what is it? How many? Seven. Seven are not voting for McCarthy. Four for Jordan. Three for Hearn. All right. Here's the trick. Here's the key. How many of the seven who did not vote for McCarthy are never Kevins, never voting for Kevin, never voting for Kevin McCarthy? I know only of two who I've heard it from their own lips, Lauren Boebert and uh, Matt Gates. They will never, ever, ever vote for Kevin. They'd rather resign than vote for Kevin McCarthy. So there are a couple of others in the mix, though. Uh, who's that guy? Rosendale, who we were talking about. I don't know if he's a never Kevin I don't, there's, there's this guy, Hood. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, if there are five never Kevins, he can never be Speaker. That's it. Unless some of the Democrats come over and support him, which is not inconceivable. And that would be pretty weird. That would be pretty weird. And it would really screw things up uh, for for our side, for our side, most definitely. Um, yeah, how about dereliction of duty? Oh, one of the things, and I'm glad about this, one of the things that the 20, some of the Freedom guys were holding out for, they want to be able to sue Joe Biden. Uh, they want to be able to impeach him. And why not? He is impeachable. You can look it up in the Constitution. One of his responsibilities uh, <laughs> the country doesn't get invaded. The states must be protected against invasion. And this is tantamount to an invasion. Absolutely what's happening down there. Never used to really... Uh, I used to live on the border, by the way. I used to live in a place called Yuma, Arizona, right on the border. I was oblivious to Mexico. I, I was. It was right there. I had no idea. It was totally maintained. Uh, the people came through the right way. Uh, it was no big deal. When they got there, uh they were, they were screened. They try to say that this is, you're racist, you're racist. You don't want these people who don't look like you. That is so, number one, wrong. Number two, insulting. It's kind of funny, actually, because they're calling everybody a racist. I told you, I showed you a picture on the Newsmax show the other night, one of the mo- my mo- favorite images of the Trump era, when he is swearing in those new citizens from all over the world one i believe is from uganda the other one is from paraguay another one is from india and you can tell they're kind of wearing traditional garb so they're from all over the world and it's an amazing thing you know why cuz they took an oath to uphold american values and it's not just uh, believing in certain stuff they got to do certain stuff if you're a, if you're a new citizen you swear to take up arms to defend America. Most of us who live here have ne- never had to do that. It's kind of interesting, right? We love people wherever they come from as long as it's legal. I'll be right back. The Greg Kelly Show. Okay, okay. So, uh, congr- no, no congratulations for Kevin McCarthy. He should have had his act together uh, on Tuesday. But he's finally getting it together now. 14 no-Kevins are now pro-Kevins, 14 of them. Um, a whole mess, a whole slew of members of Congress, including that Byron Donalds. He's done voting for himself. He's voting for Kevin now. That that was not enough to get him over the finish line. Are they still speaking? Do we want to hear some of this? Uh, let's pump up the volume.
3: Free and fair election. I shudder to think what a Republican majority's inability to govern Would have meant on that day and what it could mean in the future for those of us who believe in defending our democracy abroad and now more than ever here at home. Mm. On this painful anniversary, thankfully, the Honorable Hakeem Jeffries made sure that we came together to mark the moment. To honor you mean exploit our law it. enforcement. You mean exploit it. Recognize the lives lost as a result of that day. Ashley Babbitt? Honor the families and the survivors. And to ensure that we recommit to our republic and our democracy. What the hell does that mean? That is the kind of speaker that our nation needs.
1: Right. She's rooting for Hakeem Jeffries. It's the Democrat turn. Love it if she told some truth about January 6th. We
3: are now four days into what should be the 118th Congress, and the House of Representatives has no committees, no rules, no classified briefings, no members who have taken their oaths to serve our country. There are no debates happening on this floor about addressing the challenges we face at home or around the globe. No votes on legislation oh,
1: boy. to tackle yeah. the That's challenges we That's what we need. You and Hakeem America Jeffries and putting your heads together to tackle issues across the globe. Then we'd be okay. Gives you a sense of what's going on down there. All right. It looks like What's-His-Name is going to be able to pull this off. More pressure on uh, Matt and Lauren. and I don't know. Lauren is quite a never- Kevin, anyway. All right, so more information about that uh, crazy case in Idaho. Looks like this guy did it. It's just an allegation, but uh, DNA evidence found at the scene, DNA linking him, his DNA, on a knife sheaf. Strange thing, huh? Yeah, I've heard of this before. Thrill, he just wanted to kill somebody to see what it would feel like. The adventure of killing somebody. Did it for, you know, like, well, I... I and the most famous case of this, which has been forgotten for the most part, was Leopold and Loeb, back in the 1920s in Chicago. These two ultra brainiac kids—they graduated from college when they were like 12. So, and they were both very rich from rich families. So they're hanging around when they're like 14 and 15, nothing to do. They've gotten PhDs, you know. They—they they, there are no more books to read, and then they have a like a little debate, you know, how do you, how would you kill somebody successfully to get away with it? And they talk about it and they said, what would you have to do? And how would you do it? And, and then they decided, well, let's see if we can pull this off. And they did it. And the, those two brainiacs got caught in about 20 minutes, Leopold and Loeb. um, Not sure which one was, uh, uh, one of them got beaten to death in prison. The other one got paroled and actually moved to Puerto Rico and became like a a bird specialist. He lived until like 1975 or something like that. But anyway, uh, if you want to know more about that, there's a great movie called Rope by Alfred Hitchcock. Watch it tonight, Rope. It's it's uh, it's set in one room. I know it sounds boring like a play, but it's actually very, very good. One of my favorite movies. Um, a newly unsealed filing in the murders of four University of Idaho students includes several pieces of a puzzle that depict a blurry picture of what happened inside an off-campus house in Moscow on November 13th. Hey, wasn't that the day Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence? I think it was. Fox News reports police believe Brian Koberger fatally stabbed Kaylee Gonclaves, Madison Morgan, Zana Kornadal, and Kornadal's boyfriend Ethan Chapin between four in the morning and 425 in the morning, according to a probable cause affidavit that was released. Uh, the time frame can be narrowed down to a 16-minute window between 404 a.m. and 420 a.m. There is absolutely no way anybody can get away with murder these days. There's just too, too many cameras, too many cell phones, everybody, everything is listening, if you are sleeping in your room at night, you are under surveillance in some way, shape, or form. It's just, and this guy's car, there are like 87 pictures of this car coming and going. What, how many Hyundai Elantras from 2015 are there? Not that many. So um, I feel bad for his parents, to be honest. I feel bad, obviously, for those, those uh, the victims. But the victims get a lot of sympathy, as they should, and a lot of support. Who's going to be there for the family of the accused? That's a real weird situation. And what if he actually did do it, which he probably did? How do they feel then, huh? Like, oh my God, what did we do wrong? Where did we go wrong? Uh, if only we had, you know, done something else. It's, uh, it's very, it's very depressing actually. And uh, young man has ruined not only his, his life, but those four young people. Hey, I'm looking at a picture of him, though, and here's here's a little clue as to what's going on. He's in his orange jumper sitting down with his court-appointed lawyer, who's a blonde woman. And old Brian Kohlberger is all smiles. I think he's really enjoying meeting his court-appointed lawyer, a woman. And something tells me uh, this guy never got to sit next to too many women in his life. That was one of the problems. And, um, yeah, he's 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 kind of delighted to be there. And I and I also see when he's walking around and that he thinks he's starring in a movie, you know, like he's Hannibal Lecter. And they're treating him like he's Hannibal Lecter in a way. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, Max Manhattan. Welcome back. Um,
6: Yeah, uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I think that um, when we're talking about January 6th, we should not forget about Ray Epps who confessed in on uh, page 60 and 61 of the minutes that he was leading the attack.
1: He said orchestrated. The word was orchestrated. Yeah.
6: Okay. Orchestrated. <laughs> and uh, Now he has a, a lawyer, by the way, it happens to be who, who worked for the FBI for nine years. So uh, maybe there's a little connection there.
1: Yeah, man, this is a, this is a dirty, dirty case, and the FBI is dirty. Those guys yeah. are dirty, especially Chris Wray, the guy at the top. He basically, I mean, you can tell, they had FBI agents in the crowd, FBI agents. They could have stopped it, you know, or they could have called ahead to the Capitol and say, hey, uh, I think you need more guys out right away. Hey, I think you need the National Guard. I'm going to do a lot more on this tonight, and actually – Um, there's some stuff that is is kind of, it's so involved. I'm going to put out a mega Twitter thread tomorrow, actually all weekend long. I urge you to look at it, at Greg Kelly USA. It's the last big Twitter thing I'll do um, before my book promotion, my book promotion campaign, Uh, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, a book you can buy wherever books are sold, including on audio. But you're right there about Ray Epps. It was orchestrated not lead, but that's just as, uh, you know, that's just as incriminating, in my opinion. What else do you know about January 6th?
6: Well, I'd like to add something else, um, if I may, um, off on a, on a tangent maybe. And um, there's a father by the name of Jeff Unger or Younger who's trying to stop his kid from being um, uh, chemically castrated by his ex-wife. And the wife fled to L.A. Yeah, in California.
1: Like- I, I know about this case. What about it?
6: I just think we have to start speaking about it and getting his name out there to get him some protection.
1: Uh, 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 Yeah, sure. I'm all for it. I don't, I mean, what's his name?
6: His name is Jeff Younger or Unger. I forget. We got to get that
1: straightened out first. We got to get his name out there. We got to get his name. We got to figure out his name. Let me me put something together on that. Max, I appreciate it very much. Yeah, that's a, you know, fathers, when it comes to custody battles, almost have no rights. Goes all the way back to Kramer versus Kramer. Ever see that movie? That's a great movie. It really is. Beautiful movie. Dustin Hoffman. Hey, whatever the hell happened to Dustin Hoffman, you don't see him anymore. A lot of these guys. Whatever happened to uh Timothy Robbins, you know that actor? Whatever is Shawshank Redemption? Where is he? Where do these guys go? What do they do all day? I wonder. Tony in Clifton, New Jersey, welcome back.
9: Hey, Greg. So my thoughts today as always, every day are on the border. And I think this is, for me personally, if I were mayor of the the International City of New York, I would be doing what I could do to reach out to the mayors in El Paso, which is Mayor Oscar, and the mayor in Yuma, which you mentioned, Mayor Douglas. I think our mayor of New York City should be standing in tandem with them to show his support as he's been feeling the repercussions, you know what?
1: I, I I have to disagree with you, Tony. I uh, we don't need any more um, symbolic gestures from uh, uh, Mayor Adams. Okay, I mean, yeah, I I, I, I just, that would in, that would intrigue him, you know, uh, getting on a plane, wearing a suit, photo op. That would intrigue him. Joining hands, speaking out, but that's not substantive. You know, I mean, there are other people, more capable people. Hell, we need our federal government to do it. He can't do a damn thing about it. He's, he doesn't know what he's doing. I'd rather not hear from him until something, I start seeing results. I'm I'm sick of hearing this guy talk. I really am. And when he talks, of course, what do we hear, right? What comes out of his mouth? Silly stuff. Where is that thing? Yeah, listen to this. Cut 43. Cut 43. And I'm going to say this again. I'm the pilot.
2: I'm the pilot. Everyone else is a passenger. So those people who are praying for the plane to crash, you want on the plane. <laughs> you want on the plane. You should be,
1: we should all be praying. Eric, land this thing. So you want this guy to go Let's down, and uh, you want him to go to meet El Paso and uh, Yuma? You want him embarrassing us down there? You think anything's going to come of it? Forget this guy. He's a zero. Nothing, nothing will come from him. Nothing. He is an idiot. I'm going to stop. You know, I just, there's nothing, nothing he, not only nothing, Kenny, he he has no concept. Zero. Did you hear that idiocy right there, Tony? So forget him. I mean, let's focus on the border, but forget this guy. (laughs) No. Listen,
9: my idea isn't for him to go there and do nothing, uh, Tony. Uh, Tony, Abbott, I
1: forget him. Okay, I, you know the border pretty well. Give us some concrete things that we can do with the border. What do you think? What do we tell me about? Tell me about the border.
9: So, listen, Governor Abbott a few weeks ago sent a letter to to the president saying what he wants done. And do you know? No one signed that with him. Whoever is involved, if it's not. If
1: it's not the mayor of New York. You know what? I'm sorry. You know what? Here's why I'm glad I'm not in politics, you know. You ever hear about these guys? They brag about mailing letters. I sent a letter. I sent a letter to the Department of Justice. What? I mean, like, that's what you get to do? Now, fortunately for Governor Abbott, and you know this, Tony, He's got planes, trains, and automobiles, and guys with guns, and troopers, and hats, and horses. He's got a lot of resources that I know he's using to full capacity. But they're sending a letter and joining forces with Eric Adams and uh, Mayor somebody. We've been there. We've done that. It doesn't work. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC
0: this is the greg kelly show
1: i am never going to colorado ever again my goodness gracious way too high way too much elevation and not enough air i got back on monday and i still feel weird i felt weird the entire time there i found myself gasping for breath in the hotel they actually had a Went to the gym and they had oxygen tanks and I actually breathed oxygen. It cost 30 bucks. 30 bucks, all you can breathe. (laughs) It's like one time fee, 30 bucks. You can go back as much as you like and breathe away. And you put on a little, not a mask, but uh, the little tube that goes in your nose, kind of like when you're in the hospital. And uh, it helped. Uh, But man, I have never craved air before. And that's what I was craving then. And I just feel still kind of discombobulated by the whole trip. That and the miserable um, red eye flying it. No, never again. And never again. I don't ever ever want to leave a time zone, this time zone. Eastern time zone is for me forever. I guess I can still travel. I could go places that are in this time zone. Um, a One-third America, uh, Puerto Rico, the Caribbean, a good chunk of South America, so I'm not going to be a homebody necessarily, but uh, I am sticking to low altitudes. Everything I will be by the sea. I'm serious. Be careful. I had no idea. I heard about it. And it's funny. People, well, weren't you a pilot? Yeah, guess what? We I had an oxygen tank with me the entire time. Every time I flew, I had a great big oxygen supply, and it was constant. I You actually start breathing it while you're on the ground so it's the same you know pressure the entire time and it's great air it's very pure um hey they're still voting and is it uh, are more people flipping did mccarthy uh oh mccarthy oh shoot mccarthy appears to lose on 13th ballot after flipping holdouts he did flip some holdouts yep here's the problem it's 5 if he can, And now there's only one. If he can get that down to four, I think he can do it. It's 222 that they've got, right? Uh, so, wow. It's getting closer. He's probably going to do it tonight. Some way, shape, or form, he'll do it tonight. They're going to make somebody somewhere an offer they can't refuse. Of course, we condemn anti-Semitism wherever uh, we see it. And you have seen a rise in it. You've also seen a rise in all kinds of crime, uh, murders, rapes, robberies, um, anti-Asian crimes are way up. Of course, they wanted to blame all this on Trump, and it's totally, uh, this is uh, Trump, this is MAGA, this is white supremacy. Listen to them. Here's uptick in uh, anti-Semitic attacks. Here's the fake news. Listen to how they spin it. Cut 42, please. Cut 42.
5: It's the beginning of ending up a genocide is separating people into groups and having us and them and you know that is what the white supremacists in this country
1: are trying to do recognizing that the root uh fuel of anti-semitism is the same as anti-blackness and it's that when those two forces combine you get white supremacy wow white supremacy white supremacy white supremacy uh, white supremacy is uh, very very bad it's evil it's also very, very rare. There are three guys into white supremacy in all of America. And they're in jail, okay? Don't worry about it. The Jewish News Service just came out with a report about anti Semitic hate crimes. Guess what percentage were waged by people with white skin? Yes. Yes. The answer? I'm supposed to tell you after the break, but I'll tell you now. 3%. Red Kelly
0: on 77
1: WABC. Hey, you want to hear something uh, funny? Overall crime in New York City is down two months in a row. <laughs> that's not true, of course. That's uh, that's uh, the official word. You know, Eric Adams has been cleaning house at the NYPD, getting rid of anybody who's competent, anybody who's independent, and installing a bunch of cronies. Um, with a real emphasis on getting rid of. Excuse me, it's happening. Uh, you can see it right before your eyes. He seems to be uncomfortable with white people. All right, yeah, especially white people. Yeah, there's some friction there. There is some friction. Hey, he told us he was gonna get to the NYPD and kick all the crackers out. Remember that? He doesn't like crackers. It's amazing. And then the gullible, complicit, stupid media. Led by New York One News. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The government said something. Let's put it on TV. The government said something. The government sent us a piece of paper. Let's read it. The government. The government. That's how most of the media work these days. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Oh, you, have you heard of the Twitter files? Am I the only one following this thing? It uh, should be much bigger. Elon Musk, of course, took over Twitter. You may not tweet you may not think it's important. And in a way, no, it is important because Twitter, in a very odd way, kind of runs the world. It's strange, but it's true. Now, during the, uh, the election, now we know the FBI was pressuring Twitter and Twitter was cooperating in stifling pro-Trump content and anti-Biden content. And the FBI was routinely giving a heads-up to uh, Twitter, like, we don't like this content. They'd say, okay, fine, we'll suspend this, we'll suspend that. What else do you want us to do, FBI? Every now and then they'd push back. But the Federal Bureau of Investigation, who should be, um, let's see, um, maybe keeping an eye on that terrorist in Massachusetts who came to stab cops the other day. His mother warned the FBI that they had a terrorist on their hands in form of her son and he took the name and number and put them on a watch list and then proceeded to not watch the list. And then he got on a federal, federally run, owned, operated train, Amtrak, and took it to New York City and stabbed a couple of cops in the name of Allah. So they're not doing much of that, but they are, what are they doing? They're hassling January Sixers, and they're looking for people who say stuff they don't agree with about the vaccine And anybody who dared talk about the laptop in 2020, the Hunter Biden laptop, it's pretty wild. This is not a free country in so many ways. It's not a free country. Um, Even right now, I, I, I pointed out on Twitter that Antifa was there on January 6th. How do you know that? Well, actually, I know it from an intelligence briefing that was that was out loud. They said Antifa was there Antifa. There are some people who uh, think that that's illegal to say. How dare you? It's all MAGA, 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 MAGA. Anyway, the history of this Twitter situation. So Hillary loses fair and square in 2016, all right? Trump worked harder, uh, worked smarter, and beat her. The whole world loses its mind, especially the swamp. Big tech, FBI, uh, big tech, the swamp, media, media. Everybody goes crazy, and they start scheming, we must stop Trump. It starts right away. They start trying to impeach him right away, even before he becomes president. So imagine this. Let me just boil it down to you: this. The Twitter at one point was, you know, look, um, we don't see any Russian accounts here. Russia had nothing to do with this. And the FBI kept saying, it must be Russia. And they were like, no, it's not Russia. It's like, no, it's we don't see any evidence of that. And the FBI kept coming back. It must be Russia. It must be Russia. It must be Russia. And then the FBI joins forces with Congress. People like Senator uh, Mark Warner in Virginia. It must be Russia. It must be Russia. Because they want to use Russia. They want to build up Russia. And they want to use that as a pretext to investigate Trump. So. Twitter starts getting nervous, and we have these emails now thanks to uh, Elon Musk, who's an amazing guy, by the way. I love this dude. Uh, We have all the emails from Twitter, and now we understand what happened. They're talking to themselves, look, if we don't get on this Russia situation, they're going to come up with legislation and regulation that's going to put us out of business. Imagine the mob shows up at your house. Hey, uh... You got termites in this house. You better hire our inspection firm and termite exterminator firm. I have no termites. Oh yeah, you want your taxes audited? Oh yeah. What kind of business are you in? We can make it. It's kind of like that. And then the they finally Twitter understands. Okay, writing's on the wall. We got to get on board with this, otherwise they're going to screw with our business, and uh, you know we could be out of a job. We could be uh, life could be very tough. So we but we better go along with it. And they do. And then. Twitter and FBI, they established this relationship, and I believe the big part of it was because they knew, the FBI knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was coming, that it was going to be published some way, somehow. They knew that Rudy Giuliani had the laptop. Why? Because Giuliani was under surveillance. They (laughs) fraudulently and corruptly put him under surveillance. Can you believe that? Oh, and I wanted to say this about America's mayor, Rudy. You know, the guy had the weight of the world on his shoulders and in 2017 2018 2019 everybody else should have been doing this work it fell to him he's going to get the presidential medal of freedom although then again you know what sometimes i think i don't know i don't know the government is so corrupt it is so thoroughly corrupt and but we have a beautiful beautiful constitution but the people who are running this show what they did to donald trump what they did to an outsider uh, Steve in Queens. Hello.
10: Hi, this is Steve. How are you? Um, I want to ask you a few questions. Um, were you actually, um, like an airplane who landed on the aircraft or just a regular Navy? I don't know if they have regular Navy flyers.
1: Um, I mean, what, what, why are you asking me?
10: No, because because Adam, uh, uh, the reason I watched Top Gun, it was you advertised it, and I watched it it's a long time. That's why I was wondering. All right, Are you sounded nothing? a little like
1: you're you're doing a background check on me. I was uh, all right. So here's the deal: Yes, I was a naval aviator, as a Marine pilot, and I flew the AV eight B Harrier jet, which did land on aircraft carriers. Before I flew that, I flew the A four Skyhawk. Uh, We landed that on the aircraft carrier, and I flew the T-2 Buckeye and the T-34 in flight school, but I specialized in flying Harriers, which is a jet that could take off and land like a helicopter, and it landed vertically uh, on ships. And so I've done that quite a bit. If you remember Top Gun with Tom Cruise, the first one, um, remember the plane that Tom Skerritt was flying? Um, The bogeys that they were flying, the aggressor squadron, that was the A-4. I flew that plane, not the Tomcat. Anyway, Steve, keep going. Thank you for asking. Not
10: a, all right. Now, the next thing is about, because I have a, the mailing ballots, which are the regular uh, elections. The mailing ballots, if it's an absentee ballot and it is scrutinized, I have no problem with it. But if they, the, because now they say, um, you know, every station, even the, you know, the conservative ones, Let's not get into you know the the other uh, advertising other ones, but they say that the Republicans have to learn the tricks what the uh, the Democrats doing, and they have to go along with the mailing ballots, They have to harvest ballots, They have to do this blah 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 blah. But the mailing is really the thing. Was like that? Uh, um, not the whoever the secretary was the interior uh, who turned against Trump later on when he said that. Uh, the mail-in ballot is a is a invitation to disaster. Then he changed his mind later on, and and uh, they they, uh, they, uh, they they quiet down. So the mail-in is terrible. The the absent is, All right, hold on. Now, opinion- the, thing, now, now,
1: now, the the here's the thing with the mail-ins. Some states have great systems, where you proactively seek out a ballot from the board of elections. They send you a ballot because you initiated it. And you mail that one in. They've got their act together. That's uh, the case in Florida. That takes years to set up, by the way. Then there are other states where they just mail out ballots to everybody. That's the crazy stuff. That's the stuff Jimmy Carter warned us about. So I know what you mean. When Trump went back and forth, he really wasn't technically going back and forth. Like, mailing is fine if you're in a state where the system works. It's not fine if you're in some crazy state and they send everybody in the state, like Nevada... Everybody gets a ballot. And Jimmy Carter and James Baker, Secretary of State, warned that this is way open to fraud and abuse. So did uh, Bill Barr. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Steve, what neighborhood are you in? What? One one
10: more thing. Yeah, okay. I am am from a formerly communist country, Hungary. Doesn't matter. But the Speaker of the House business is extremely terrible. And.
1: that's not so bad. I
10: am sure. I am sure you are familiar with the English system, with the democratic. How, uh, uh, what they call it? The. Steve. In other words, if the Republicans. Right. In, in other words, the Tories or the labor, they would decide on some important issues. Right. Then the rest of them, they had to go along. Certain unimportant issues, they can vote whatever they want. But the they so-called red line issues, they must go take the party line.
1: All right. Sounds good to me, Steve. Um, hey, you say it doesn't matter, but I'm curious. Uh, what was life like in Hungary?
10: Now, when I left, I left in the 70s. It wasn't terrible, terrible. Oh, that's good. Good to ask. Because, you know, I, I lied on the immigration form. I said I am a politically, I am Jewish, and they hate the Jews, which is true. No question about it. They hate the, the Jews more than the Germans do. and uh, But it's neither here nor there. But the reason was economic. But also I signed that I'm not going to be on government assistance. I, I, I didn't it. walk into this country to hey.
1: the welfare office. Steve, I love it. I love how you came and uh, what kind of work did you do?
10: Oh, I did a lot of things. Uh, every every all my jobs were terrible. Everybody hated them. Taxi driver, mail collect, mail, you know, post office, letter carrier, and then of was, was the toll toll collector and the and and then they all all get into the the toll collectors, you know, and the on the TBT bridges. Yeah, what bridge? Start.
1: What bridge are you the toll collector on?
10: Uh, actually, on the Triborough.
1: on the Traburo,
10: and uh, and uh, which is now RFK. and uh, and. Uh, I,
1: I miss those things. I hate the Easy Pass. I miss those things.
10: Ah, listen, listen. Whatever, it's neither here nor there. But every every job, everything is going down the. And I, 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 all my life, I am like, I was born on the. Under the wrong uh, wrong star or something, everything I touch turns into disaster. So look at the post office, look at the stockias yes. look at the the taxes
1: oh well that's not your fault, man. I mean, you did very well while you were right you worked
10: your. Thing, everything I touch, it doesn't immediately.
1: But but I, I and, and look at this. All right, better hang up it. on Steve. I don't want him to. Uh, you, all right, Steve, you're the best. And I liked it, quite frankly, that you fibbed on your uh, immigration form. That's the kind of fibbing we like. You want to come here and no, that totally works. Steve, keep in touch. Okay, uh, give me a uh, two minutes. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on seventy seven WABC.
0: This is the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Oh, back with those Capitol cops, the ones who blew it. They found the four they they found the four cops in the entire country who ate Trump, and they're dragging them out. Congressional hearings, uh, gold medals. Now they're at the White House. Turn up the sound, please.
0: A proud immigrant from the Dominican Republic. 16 years in the forest. Oh, my gosh. Like my son, an Iraqi war
1: veteran with the United States military. I don't United believe States it. Army. I can't believe it. Oh, wow. Give to him a medal.
0: January 6th as something from a medieval battle.
1: Midi- medieval battle. I've Trying never heard of a medieval battle.
0: A tunnel entrance on the lower west terrace as he got punched. <gasps> blinded with a laser.
1: I don't believe it. Hold Here's on. The, the police are op- punched. A punch.
0: The flag he swore to defend.
1: No, oh. he stood tall. I know he's talking about
0: in the breach.
1: This little guy named Gunnell. The
0: Deep and abiding love demonstrated for his country.
1: No, he hates the country. Actually, Officer Eugene Goodman,
0: an Army veteran who put himself at risk as a rifle squad leader conducting. You notice
1: they went from the guy from the Dominican Republic to the black guy. He
0: came home. He came home
1: to this guard This is all Capital. cynical. These they're hiding. They're all hiding behind these guys. And they think it's tough to criticize, say, uh, an Iraq war veteran from the Dominican Republic, right? No, it's not actually. You look at the facts, you look at actually what happened, it's un-American, it's, it's tyrannical almost. If you think we're going to sit down and not call this sham out for what it was, January 6th, two years later. Now, it's not as big a day as it was going to be as I thought it would be because of this, um, all the stuff with McCarthy. Turn it up one more time.
0: Others are gone forever.
1: Oh, yeah, Ashley Babbitt, I say your name. earlier, if
0: I can hold a minute here. I said earlier, you know, for those who lost someone on that day,
1: Aaron Babbitt.
0: They're proud as the devil that their kin are being honored.
1: What they're talking about? People who committed suicide. You realize that? They're talking about people I know who committed I suicide.
0: I back like it happened that moment.
1: Oh my God! He's talking about Bo. January sixth, Bo, Iraq, burn pits. This families. guy is disgusting. He is an absolute disgusting fool. What I can't is, stand. Oh, Barbara you. always cheers me up. Hi, Barbara. I'm
0: the courage to be here today.
1: Barbara, are you there? Hi.
0: Yes,
11: I'm hoping maybe you could cheer me up, (laughs) Uh, but I I did want to say that even though there are only 20 people who began this resistance, there is many, many more uh, behind these people than just the 20 who elected them. If you look at the people who elected Trump and who loved what Trump did, it's because they saw they actually had representation for we the people. And that's what these 20 are showing. They're standing up to an overriding federal government that sucks all of the power into Washington, D.C. and executes that power without even telling us what they're doing. So these people are patriots. They will stand as such. They will be seen as such. Thank God for them.
1: Yeah, I like them too, but you know, I mean, it is getting a little bit old, all right. I mean, you only got—they're not convincing more people. You know, they just lost fourteen.
11: Yes, well, they're—they're they're doing what they had to do, though, in the face of overwhelming opposition. They did not back down. They spoke up. They made their points. They were not sunshine patriots or summer sh- soldiers who shrank from criticism and disapproval they stood strongly and we have many people in america who do that they're not all in congress but we have many amazing patriots in this country who are doing that and that's what we have to have
1: i love it barbara you are so true you're so right and uh i like them too of course but you know we need a speaker and hey they 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 got what they wanted. I think they got the concessions they were looking for. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, the government is totally out of control. Six, seven point eight million people. Can you believe that? Thank you, Barbara. Uh, Joe has been standing by for a long time. Hi, Joe. Long Island, Joe. Yeah, hi.
2: Listen, this this is ridiculous. With between the, we got so many fires all over the place, immigrants. Uh, this, that, Ukraine. Well,
1: wait a second. Immigrants, immigrants are fine. It's illegal immigrants we don't like. Right. I I, keep going.
2: Illegal, Illegal. I love I love legal immigrants. Uh, We have liars like Mr. Biden. We have uh, liars like uh, like the guy I I heard that Eric Adams was they say he that he's considering running for president. And my (laughs) question is, of what country, (laughs) what country would elect this guy president? No, he's. Don't worry. Lots
1: of people run for president. Dennis Kucinich ran for president. Right. Al Sharpton ran for president, so don't worry about him becoming president.
2: When are we going to say, listen, we're thirty-one $31 trillion in debt, for a while, until we get straightened out, no more, no more, uh, you could, you know what? You can mail in, you can mail in your uh, asylum requests. Yeah. You don't have to. I like that. I
1: like that. On. Hey, I'm running out of time. I got to go to Jack real quick in Westchester. Hi, Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. I, uh, yeah.
7: I wanted to disagree about McCarthy because he didn't earn it.
1: Newt Gingrich, I never said he earned it.
7: No. Well, he's saying that he, he's wait, waited around and it's his time. Newt Gingrich came up with the contract for America. That's what won the Republicans back in the 90s. Newt Gingrich said they have to come up with a program like that this time. And McCarthy came up with some stupid thing that nobody even can name. I know. And he blew it. We were going to win 65 seats. He was in charge of getting them elected, and he failed.
1: I can't stand him either, and he doesn't have the intellectual furniture uh, to be at this level. But I don't know. I'm getting kind of sick of it overall. Bobby in New York, hi. Bobby, Bobby, yeah.
2: Hey, are you here? Yeah. Okay. So the January
1: 6th. Very quickly, because i got to go.
2: Okay, are you hearing me? January 6th, there was a national package on the local news and the up, in the upper right. upper. Yeah, right I know border, what you're saying. Yeah. It, it said John Williams, courtesy of John Williams. He's the Antifa.
1: No, no, no. John Sullivan. John Sullivan. My book is available wherever books are sold. Many thanks. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC.